Let's Talk, the Bible Fellowship Church devotional podcast, devoted to bringing you some spiritual nourishment, some truth to consider every day, Monday through Friday. Well, thank you for joining us today. Our passage is going to come from the book of Ephesians, chapter 4, starting in verse 1. I, therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called, to the one hope that belongs to your call, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. Now, today, I am at work camp helping a group of uh, middle and high schoolers paint a giant metal warehouse. But through the magic of audio podcasting, I can record this days before. And what will be your last night, I'm giving a talk to the group on part of our identity as the body of Christ, being a part of the body of Christ. And so we're talking through the book of Ephesians, and the passage I was given is the one that we just read. And so you're going to get an abbreviated version of what I'm going to be sharing with them, which is basically this. We are called to walk by faith and not by sight. So while Scripture tells us there is one body, when we look at the church landscape around us, we see thousands, hundreds of thousands of different buildings and groups called churches. And so either we take God at his word that there is in fact one body, and we live like that's true, or we look at the situation around us and say, well, God's word can't be true, because I see lots of different churches, and they can't seem to get along for anything. Some brief thoughts on why that might be. For one, even in the New Testament, we see more than one church. Why would that be? Well, because the church is supposed to be a place of accountability, of mutual edification, of bearing one another's burdens. And that's really not possible to do across a landscape of hundreds, if not thousands, of miles. We see a church or churches in Ephesus. We see a church or churches in Galatia, Philippi, Corinth, Thessalonica. There are churches in different places because there are people in different places. So it's not unreasonable that we would have churches in different areas to meet the needs of the people that live in that area. Now, why do we have so many different churches in the same area that don't get along, that don't want to work together, that are in competition with one another? Well, for one, just because a building or a group of people bears the name church doesn't mean that they are a true biblical church that preaches the gospel, that preaches the Bible, that seeks to follow after God. Well, what about the different churches that do do these things and yet still disagree and still exist in the same place? Well, it just might be possible that today or years ago or hundreds of years ago, people did not choose to live like God's truth is true. They did not choose to embrace the reality that there is one body. And so they didn't take the encouragement of Ephesians 4 to heart. 
If we are to do that, if we are to say, God, I will take you at your word that there is one church and I need to live like that's true, well, what does that look like? Paul tells us here in chapter 4 of Ephesians, and there's five things that he addresses. He says, walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you've been called, with all, first of all, humility. Now, humility is not thinking less of yourself and putting yourself down. That's insecurity, and that's not how we're called to live. We're called to be humble, which means this. You don't think less of yourself. You think of yourself less. You see yourself as God sees you, which is hopeless apart from the love of God. But thank the Lord, because of the gospel, because of the cross of Christ, we are co-heirs with Jesus. We have a glorious inheritance in the Lord. So we don't need to try to find our own worth by being proud and pointing to our own accomplishments. We can truly be humble. And that's going to change the way that we deal with other people. Two, we see here gentleness. Now, Jesus was God. Jesus had all the power of God the Father, all the authority of the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings. But while he was on earth, he chose to be a servant. He chose to deal mercifully and graciously with the people that he encountered. So gentleness is not weakness. Gentleness is strength controlled. And this is how we are to deal with other people. Number three, with patience. Now here's one that we will struggle with only as long as we forget God's endless patience with us. How we continue to sin. How before we were Christians, we were enemies of God. But God continues to and did then have patience with us. Only as we begin to truly grasp this reality can we have patience with people and circumstances that try us. Number four, bearing with one another in love. Western society is so individualistic, and we're so going to keep to ourselves and accomplish everything on our own, and we don't need anybody else's help. But we are told to bear one another's burdens in love. We need one another. It is not possible to live the Christian life on your own. So we need to be ready to help others just as much as we need to be ready to accept help from others. This is what God has called us to in living this Christian life and being a part of the body of Christ. And finally, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. Eager means that we are ready to be patient. We are ready to have peace. We know that people are going to offend us. We know that we are going to have disagreements. We know that these times will come. But because of our faith that there is one church and that God has given us all the resources we need to bear with one another, to be patient with one another, to maintain this unity and peace, we are eager to do so as well. And maybe if that readiness of spirit was more a part of all of our churches, then we might not see so much divisiveness, so much ugliness between different churches and different denominations. We might see God do something powerful in the church, his body, moving in the world. As the book of John says, they will know that you are Christians by this, your love for one another. 
So God, help us to be eager to maintain unity within our own churches, between different churches. God, that the church would be a place of such radical love that people wouldn't help but be drawn to the way that these Christians love one another. As we know has been the case throughout history, make it so again, God, for your glory and our good. We pray in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us for another edition of Let's Talk. Church family, you are loved and blessed. Day.